everybody. Welcome to Big Blender Radio. We're so excited. We have four guitarists, Jason Blake, on the show today to talk about his new instrumental progressive house rock, rock, rock album called Subsequent Ruins. Now, Subsequent Ruins, like, it kind of makes us look interior at ourselves, but then also at the world. It's just a really good album and it also features the drummer Marco Miniman and we're very excited to have Jason on the show. Go to his website now, jasonblakemusic.com. That's where you can find out all about him, his band, uh, his solo career, but also get the album. So Jason, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, so are you in Chicago today? I know you're based in Chicago. Are you there now? Or are you touring? What's up? I am in Chicago. In fact, I was just out in Chicago traffic, which uh, was terrible. They're they're redoing uh, one of the major highways that runs right through here. I so know. Terrible getting through town. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I went through there on a Friday night. Well, you know, Nancy and I we travel full time, and so I mean, and you're in a t-shirt. I don't know how you're doing that. We're in Maryland right now, <laughs> and it's sunny finally. I actually have a sunburn, but I'm like. I'm in like shawls and cold still, but Chicago. We went there on a Friday night, like stupidly, like it. We must have hit like party hour, because we were in a traffic jam. Yet, like everyone's really slow, but there were people that were a hundred percent not slow. Like what? They were late for pizza. What? What was going on there? Yeah. Um, but I yeah, almost I got in a wreck um, because there was like a band playing in a. You know, you guys have all those tall skyscrapers. I could see mm -hmm. a band playing in a room up there somewhere. And I'm like, I want to see, I want to see. And I almost got a wreck over it. Like stupid. But what is going on in your city? <laughs> I don't, the plan is that they're going to be redoing uh, one of the major highways um, for the next three years. So it's going to wreak havoc on the city. It's, um, I don't know what the plan is, but Apparently it starts with bridges. I think they're redoing the bridges and then they're doing the highway again. And then they're starting once on a little easier, but oh, it's terrible. And to the weather point, I am wearing a t-shirt today, but yesterday it was like 30 degrees. So it, it's just also fluctuating wildly here right now. It's weird. We were up in Northern Wisconsin and they were like, oh, this time of year, it was the end of March. Should be fine. <laughs> Within an hour, there was a snowstorm for three days. You know, I ran yeah. out of wine. That's not funny. <laughs> it's, it's not cool. But, you know, it actually was cool. But um, but I think it's interesting because the infrastructure across this country is is really under. I mean, we traveled the pandemic. Everybody else is locked in. We're out playing in parks. That's what we do as we travel is we document parks and public lands. And we did more parks over a thousand. I know it. And we had the roads to ourselves and now we're like, everybody get off the highway. It's ours. It's ours. But I kind of feel like your music would be really good in the car. Like, you know, but then you'll, you'll get a ticket. I always talk about music that will give you a ticket. But then you have this amazing, like something I really, really love is dynamics and music. And I want to talk about the war guitar. Um, and everybody listening is War, W-A-R-R. -R. It's not like the band War. Um, I'm going to talk about that. But there's this amazing dynamic that you have. And I know everybody looks at you as being like this technical master. But I want to say, yeah, you've got the technical side and the technique. But there's a lot of um, dynamic and emotion in it. You know, I, I just, I 
just got to say that because you, you, you build, you drive, and then you really hit it. And I'm going, how are you doing this and the bass? Like, I want to know that part, but then you take us on this, like suddenly the angels are coming. So yeah. like, it's like, it is like a traffic jam. <laughs> <laughs> Some of that too, it, it's intentional with, uh, so I always think of storylines and I always think of kind of where I want the music to go. So different parts of it should evoke different emotions. And so I think that that's where that comes from is I, I want there to be you know, this loud, exciting part, but then if they're the, the part of in my mind, the story that I'm telling uh, would get a little quieter, it seems like it would be a good time to do that. So I, I, I intentionally work with the dynamics within the song and, within the whole album but then within songs as well because of that uh storytelling uh, idea that i take with the music so that's, that's where that as starts. an instrumental artist like with what you're doing that's yeah. a an, an interesting journey doing the storytelling you know because but it is it, you allow us to have our own trip by doing yeah. that too and that was always my my goal so what's interesting when you say that having your own trip I, that was initially when i started doing this that was always my plan leave it to the listener to interpret and to kind of go on their own journey and I did a couple albums where I don't think people really understood what the idea was behind it and so it made me think like okay maybe I need to give a little bit more details as to what the songs are about and what the story is about at least to put a you know like a, an idea of like reading a book um at least give the setting or in the characters. Now they can mm -hmm. play with it within that, but I needed to give a little bit more. So I've started doing that. So now uh, there's definitely an idea. It's out there what this idea of this album is about. And I think that's a big difference. I used to just- Well, tell it. everybody that just tuned in, like, you know, what the idea is, because I'm like, we're going to combust. Um, but uh, I do want to tell people also uh, just tuning in that we, uh, for- YouTube, if you're listening or watching on YouTube, uh, you got to see the video False Streets of Entanglement. And when you start to actually read the names of the songs, you'll get it too. that um, like Pretense of the Herd is one of my favorites um, <laughs> because it seems very timely. Um, but anyway, yeah. but yeah, give everyone a little overview of, you know, your direction with this and the album cover, too. Yeah, so the the idea started with I, I had read the what is the Pied Piper, the story of the Pied Piper. Mm -hmm. I I don't rem I mean I, I knew it as a kid and I, I knew it all along, but I think I must have had watered down versions of it. And so when I read it as it was intentionally written, I realized that well, this story is a lot deeper first of all than I remember it. And the second thing was I, I couldn't help but finish and say, wow, there's a lot of correlations to today uh, that exists within the, the, the story itself. So that led one thing to another. And I thought like, you know, this Pied Piper leading uh, the rats out of town, leading the children out of town is, is kind of like what uh, I see these kids just walking aimlessly down the street or uh, with phones like looking down just walking aimlessly like you know a wall could be in front of them they might even walk into a we wall we watch we watch we people watch people like we travel so you'll stop at a rest area a park you know even be in a downtown and you watch people literally with their phone walk into street lamps and cars yeah <laughs> and i laugh i'm sorry but if you're that right 
you're <laughs> so into it that they 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 just they're oblivious to the world. And so it made me think like, wow, you know, there's some truth to that. But then specifically with children, like what are we doing with children where we're we're like we're grooming them to to be so involved with these machines that they they're becoming very dependent on them. Um, you know, I, I see in restaurants parents handing iPads and their phones to kids just to pacify them, like uh, here's your cookie, right? And it just yeah. seems like you know, well, that that made me think, like you know, we're doing a lot of the same thing of just leading these children kind of blindly off of a cliff, um, and I don't think they know that what they're doing really. I think they're just being fed this, and that's become a part of their existence, but I, I don't think it's very good. So that started the whole idea. Then with the artwork, um, oh, yeah. this idea to make the it be a booklet, like it was a lost booklet of a child that was, uh, you know, one of these children that has been led blindly, you know, away from their family, away from uh, what they know is safe with technology taking them away. And so it's a little booklet and it looks like a little child's booklet. And then the artwork in it specifically uh, is meant to look like uh, the artwork of a child. So if you go through it, you see that, uh, not to get too much away, because I'd love for people to actually buy it. So this is going to be like an actual, it's like an actual album that people, I know we travel, so everything's digital for us, unfortunately. Yeah. If I could I, have I vinyl like in my car, I would. Oh yeah, yeah show, show, show it. Though. So the cover looks like what you have there, but when you open it up inside, there oh, is cool. the same little booklet and inside of the booklet is I'll, I'll just read some of it so it starts with something found and then you can start to see oh. and I'll flip through a couple of the pages some of the children's art and then it ends with someone Ooh. missed and the idea here is in this booklet is that it's the child's art um, through the course of what this story was so if you look, you'll see that the child, uh, let me give you a good example. Um, there's a picture of mom and dad and Mr. Tablet. Mr. Tablet becomes more important. He's the central figure in this picture, um, more important than mom and dad. The tablet has become kind of this child's best friend and there's uh there's some scenes in here where he talks about his friend getting a phone and then now he doesn't see his friend anymore kind of a thing and so that was the idea it's just that I, I wanted it to have a visual component to it as well to tell the story and it's i i think it's you know done really well in the sense that it looks like what we tried to make it do it looks like a child this is this this is really cool because it's visual story it's storytelling right but mm -hmm. it's like the music is the emotion of the story you know right. are you going to do like an art display where you perform and people see the art big like in a gallery kind of um it would be I'd so cool I mean, i've been doing some shows uh i'd love to get the artwork more involved in it I, yeah you're it's a good idea. I got to figure out how to. It would be so cool for people. I remember Imagine having that little kid's yeah, yeah. drawing face, right? You know, but it's like when you see that kids' pictures, I mean, psychologists go nuts over kids' pictures. They go, uh oh, they did this, this, they're using this color, uh oh, you know. 
But when yeah. you say like, here's the phone is the prominent figure. <clears throat> and when you were talking, I'm like, damn, this is like a whole technology, like a techno technological, I can say the word cult. It's like a yeah. weird cult that we human beings have created. I mean, right now when we're looking at AI and everybody's going like, ooh, this can get really weird. And the big wigs of the AI and the technology are all going, this is going to get weird when we look at kids. And it kind of reminds me of people that are addicted to casino machines. Right. I mean, blackjack and poker, I understand gamblers with that. But at least there's some human interaction and some psychology that goes with it. But casino machines and the ding ding is what people are addicted to. And now we're doing it with young kids. They want those notifications and those dings. Right. And that's kind of creepy. Like it's a weird drug. Mm -mm. Yeah. I want a brand new drug. <laughs> it, it, it's scary. And I think that's kind of what this I, the idea was. Is I, I mean, I it, it's somewhat, it's done, I believe, in a, in a more artistic way. But it is a, a somewhat dark topic to think about, you know, children kind of being Yeah, taken it's real. So, um, yeah, we, we're very intentional with the artwork. I, I, again, I'll kind of just show you a couple of them, but um, it's really about the artwork. Uh, this one here talks Ooh. about how, um, here, let me find the one. Well, who did the artwork? This is Andrew Muller. So he's a German artist. Um, you would maybe know him. He did the album cover for Stephen Wilson. Um, he, the Raven that refused to sing. He's done some work for Porcupine Tree. He's done oh. some work for, um, I think he did a Stickman album. So he's uh, he's done some really yes. cool stuff. I've worked with him now. This is, I think I've done five collaborations with him. This was our oh, most wow. elaborate where we really like, like, like I said, it's a 12 page booklet inside. So there was a lot more to it. I think that. that's a, but we're also wanting to have that kind of art back um, of storytelling. Yeah. We're tired of Spotify streaming. I mean, we all do it, but, and please go stream and do things, but to actually have a, an art piece now where we're starting to get to this point of like, if we don't have any books in the room, it's a very empty place when we don't have books and music and vinyl and you know, so do you consider this ever going to vinyl? Because I know this is an expensive project too, what you've done, because you're printing. We're magazine background, so I'm going, yeah, yeah, this is this is special. Yeah, um, potentially. I you know what always messes me up, and I have to look into this one because I know with my other band I messed up by having a 21 minute long song. I always mess up with length of songs and fitting on vinyl sides. Um oh. I wonder, this one might be able to, I might have to chop a song off or something like that, but uh, it's a potential to do it somewhere down the road. The um, The idea with doing the booklet too, though, was very much what you're speaking to is, I, I wanted to move away from everything being streamed. So I wanted there to be a purpose for someone to buy the album. And even if they don't own a CD player anymore, which is, I often hear that, like I don't even have a CD player anymore. I'm hoping that there's something there to to just buy the album simply to have the the art and understand the story a little bit better. And then, yeah, if you need to stream it because that's your way of listening to music, that's fine. But uh, I wanted to offer something more than just uh, you know a 
with streaming is just essentially the cover. And I don't think that, that well, while I like the cover, the cover is more explained when you see that it's the cover. The book, yeah. Cover. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think that that was a part of it was just like giving the audience something more to it and hope that they'll buy the, the CD and, and experience the whole experience. I know. It, it's so, so important, especially with instrumental music. To me, it's like put your headset on and just really dig into it you know look at the art close your eyes and take the trip you know or take the journey whatever you want to say you know and to me that I mean listening to it is like okay I want to get into the war guitar because it was fascinating to me how did you get started into war guitar were you a guitarist bass player first and or did you start out on war guitar and can you explain what that is for those who don't know because it's fascinating I mean that's a machine like that's like that's hard on I mean when I look at it I'm going that is hard on the hands that is do you have to do exercises for that because that's a bad boy it's more mind exercises than uh physical exercise although there's a part of it that's uh strenuous and that's the the bending this of this hand this hand yeah do a a little bit of an acrobatic move but um I started with I I think my journey actually makes sense in looking and back in hindsight, I started on piano and I think there's okay, a lot yeah. of piano in touch style guitar. So yeah. Cause you're tap, Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's all being tapped with both fingers. Mm-hmm. Both fingers are doing different things. So, or both hands, I should say. So the piano was definitely a starting point for that. Then I became a bass player and I would say that the correlation to the war guitar from there is just that I was doing a lot of tapping on the the bass guitar. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was really into like what Stu Ham was doing or Billy Sheehan, and they they were doing the, the the tapping on the four string bass. And I really never wanted to move beyond a four string bass. It's like people were moving into six, five string basses, and I just always thought that like those guys, like you could do everything on a four string bass. Except then somebody turned me on to the Chapman stick. I started on the Chapman stick. And just kind of fell in love with this whole approach that everything was tapped and it, and it was just a, a very different, more percussive sound. I liked that mm-hmm. part of it. Uh, I opening up, I started on a stick bass, which was eight strings. It just opened up everything that I thought that I wanted, you know, to do only on four strings. All of a sudden, having four more opened up a whole new world. And so I thought, oh, maybe this is what I want to do. I moved to a grand stick, which has 12 strings. Wow. And for and it's essentially similar to a uh, a war guitar, but there was something about the Chapman stick that for me just felt empty, and uh, I found it in the war guitar, and that was a lot of just uh, having that body. Um, if you know the design of a Chapman stick, it's just uh, a kind of a plank of wood that clips mm-hmm. onto your belt, um, and I just felt that it was missing that guitar feel and in tone for that matter. And so I moved to the war guitar and then I would say my journey on the, the war guitar began because then I just threw myself into the instrument um, playing tons and recording tons. And so it, there's a bit of a, a process I would say to get there, but ultimately I, I think it all makes sense in hindsight how I, I came upon this instrument. I think you're really right about the piano. You know, I didn't think that when I was listening because the piano you 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 can do the bass and and the melody at the same time right and you can yeah. balance that out 
but then you're still like, so it's all tap. So that's how you're able to do the bass part at the same time. Right. The difference yeah, is... Yeah, you can't drink and drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the difference. So the, uh, the tuning is, I think, what throws a lot of people off because you have the melody side, which typically I, I flip between my hands um, and play sometimes the melody in my left hand. But typically speaking, the oh, wow. melody is being played with my right hand. Right. And that is tuned in force like a guitar. The difference mm -hmm. is I have a low, uh, I have a low C sharp. So instead of like a guitar having a low E, then on the bass side I have a low C. But the difference is now, if you notice, if you look at one of them, you'll notice that the thick strings are in the middle and they they kind of fade yeah. Out. So it's tuned in fifths going out. So, that's the hard part, I think, that people kind of like. Look but at even it. having the thick strings in the middle is, it's odd, but then it's not like I'm because I play guitar and I play bass, but like, yeah, no, no, yeah. dude, it, it makes all the <laughs> sense in the world. To be, yeah, to be honest with you, it makes all the sense in the world once you start playing it. It yeah. is hard to wrap your head around just the fact that you're kind of moving in opposite directions. Yeah. Um, but that's even an intentional thing because if you, when you start to play, you'll realize that your hands move away from each other at, versus coming and kind of like meeting in the middle. And Isn't it in a weird way, like doing slide in a way, like if you've got a lap steel, like if you're doing that, it's, it's almost, it's not, but it is like, to me, it's, that makes sense to me. Like I can do lap, like that, I don't know, just feels like a flow, but what you're doing to me I just have ultimate respect for it. <laughs> like it's cool because you're you're just able to make it flow and it's not chop it's choppy when it wants to be. It's like da da, you know. And then it's like, oh, now we're gonna float. And I'm like, okay, I needed to float there. All right. And then you know it's coming around the corner again. It's gonna come get you, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that's amazing. So how do you actually write music? Are you writing it on the war guitar? Are are you like are the yeah. melodies and everything? Then do you just quarter on your phone are you writing actual musical notes and all that like a little bit are of you that are you technical <laughs> uh, yeah a little bit of a combination of, of both of them uh, as of lately i i find myself doing most of my writing in strange times strange places so a lot of it ends up on phone because it's the okay. one thing that i actually have on me mm -hmm. um and so it, i'll just like take a video of what it is that I'm doing or just the audio oh, okay. doing. Um, but it, it, it depends in some projects, it's a little bit more written out because, you know, we have time to sit down and analyze what we're doing. And so I'll write it out. And other times it's just more like, uh, Hey, this idea came to me and I got five minutes. Sorry. What can I do? I'll just pop my phone on. So it, it I'm, Kind of scattered all over when it comes to where these things are and what i eventually do is just bring them all together at some point but when it comes to writing like these albums i i really like starting with an idea first so this idea Concept, yeah. of what subsequent ruins was about is what started everything because without having that idea i i don't i don't know where i want it to go and once you know the direction of the storyline so to speak uh it helps me kind of decide all right now i want this to be slower i want this to pick up i want this to be sad i want this to be happier kind of a thing mm -hmm. and as a result of that that's what kind of guides a lot of the writing 
Um, so without that, I think I would just just randomly, you know, and I've done that before too, just randomly write and just come up with ideas. But then they feel like they don't always, to me, they end up on music that has no thematic idea. It's just, mm -hmm. but when I have a thematic idea, I like to have everything written. Cohesive. Yeah. You know, that's the thing was, I said to you, like it flows and I always listen for that. That's like how, because it's obviously got a theme, but the way it's written that, like I said, initially it was the emotions were there to me. And I know everybody is like, you know, he's the technical master and I'm going, I get it, but like, there's this whole other side here. Like you can feel what he's saying. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, so I know you're like the emotional doctor there. Like technique is, is also emotion. And I, I really want people to understand that. Like, cause I think sometimes people forget that there's brilliance and, and beauty and every emotion in instrumental music and not always go, I'm a, I'm a sing, I'm predominantly a singer in music, you know, but, um, instrumental music to me is is huge in finding different ways of actually carrying a tune and also to it it just can go places that we may not think of going with our voices i think it's a it's a fascinating thing well you know where that comes from for me is um from movie soundtracks oh I yeah you, you're oh pop. yeah so i love yeah. going to movies and feeling what the song is doing to a scene uh, mm -hmm. you know, if you were to take out the the words being spoken and just listen to music, a lot of times you can feel that emotion of what's happening in the scene. And so I always liked that. I, I, I come away from watching movies and will listen to the soundtrack. I, to me, I, I don't need to see the movie again. I want to listen to the music again. So I've always... Well, been it's like listening. silent pictures had music yeah. and the music used to tell you what was going on. Right. So now what we do is we have no clue about anything about sports. So like if it was like, there's this big game on and you put it on TV or whatever, I don't care if it's boxing, football, football, especially in rugby is really good. You put classical music on and then you watch everybody go to that and it changes the entire feeling of what that football game or match, right. I don't know what to say, happens. Like, and so people don't like, now if you played ACDC, or something like that to it, it's going to change the whole tone just by yeah. the music from what you're watching. We do yeah. that on road trips. Like to me, when I was listening to your album, I'm like, I could be like a real badass in traffic listening to it. It's like, I'm getting around the cars, like get the hell out of my way. Get out, you know, going back to our traffic, <laughs> what's happening in Chicago, because there's like everyone's stagnant. And then there were these people that, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm like, you're so Chicago. <laughs> You know what I mean? And they're like getting in there. And I'm like, I ain't doing that. I got a long distance to go because I'm the cross country person. Right. But then you get into city traffic. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm in there. And then all of a sudden you have those little free moments and you're like, OK, I can cruise a bit. And just when you think you're completely OK to cruise. You know what happens. Right. <laughs> so I think your album is very much that way. And I think when you think about cell phones and kids on phones and being led in to this, I, it is a cult actually, when you think about social media, what's tagged into all of this and algorithms and all of this stuff, it's like this weird twisted thing that we all use as adults, kids use it. We are all in that little herd. Mm -hmm. I love that you did that song. I love that song. Um, yeah. And it is false. 
<laughs> it's this weird. Yeah, it's like um, hanging out with those so-called friends in high school that really weren't your friends. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that you felt a, an, an emotional connection to it, because I think that's another thing I really strive for is that, you, you know, it could be odd time signatures. It could be, uh, you know, technical in some sense, but I, I don't do necessarily technical for the sake of technical. I do technical because it's what comes out of me mm -hmm. on that instrument. Um, and so I, there's always that component that I'm trying to really make it more of a, an emotional connection to the music. So it's, you know, some of the stuff that might sound technical, like I'm not, I, I'm not a big fan of the, the person who just is like playing a million notes for, and you feel nothing. Uh, right, right. My, my notes are, are intentional. And if you get it, that's great. You know, sometimes people might not, not necessarily get it, but that is the intent behind every note is there's a, there's right. more of a purpose behind them as opposed to just like, hey, watch me play a thousand notes. Look, look I'm a badass. Look at this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's musical masturbation, really. And that happens with guitarists. Like, seriously, it does. No offense, everybody. Now I'm going to get in trouble. But but the um, the emotional part, like I talk about driving, but everybody's got their own thing. And I don't, you know, I, I hate talking about music sometimes because I don't want to influence what people listen to i want them to hear the album on their own and, and get their own thing and i think it's cool to have a concept but if someone doesn't know your concept they're still going to get that same kind of emotional ride i think but it's going to be in their own scenario you know what yeah. i mean mm -hmm. and and that's it's personal and it it sits with you but it's a uh, it's well crafted i dig it i'm i'm like yay i'm glad i found out and know so now are you still with your band tell everybody about that and are you going to do a tour with this solo album or um, how is all that working yeah so i'm actually rehearsing right now with a uh, drummer for the solo album stuff so that's in the works to do some promotion for that um to what extent i'm not exactly sure right now but uh shows are being booked the band is actually in the studio right now. So I'm kind of balancing the, like the in-between time while we're recording a new album is while I'm promoting this one. And so uh, we just tracked the drums about two weeks ago. And so uh, guitarist and I will be going back into the studio to start uh, uh, finishing that up. I think it's going to be a bit of a process though. So I don't see it being done really anytime soon. I'm, I mean, my initial goal was by the uh, fall of this year, but I, I don't know if we'll, we'll meet, reach that just based on this is becoming a, a big thing. We're, this is going to be, I think, our biggest, best album we've done. It's uh, We're putting a lot of time and energy into everything. So it's taking us a little while, but in a good way, not because we're dilly-dallying or anything like that. It's just we're putting a lot of energy into this one. Mm. Um, but that's kind of what's going on behind the scenes with the band Asiola Christ. So we're, we're spending that time, but that also opens up the opportunity for me to spend time promoting this one and, and uh, really getting Are you it. performing live anywhere for people to know? Um, I just did a couple shows um, this past month. Um, I just booked a couple new ones. Um, they'll be showing up on the website soon enough. Like, um, okay. Yeah, there's, and like I said, then I'm working up the material with the drummer. So the plan, I like the idea of doing it as a duo, just mm -hmm. myself and drums, um, kind of like. Is that, you're still doing it with Marco Miniman? 
Uh, no, I mean, he won't, okay. will not be my live drummer. He will be, I mean, I'm already in talks of doing another one. So, okay. Um, and so he would probably be on Because you guys play like off each other so well. And that's what's yeah. amazing to me about the album. I'm like, it just feels like a full band feeling. You know what I mean? And that was like, that's what surprised me. I'm like, it's just the two of you. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty epic, you know, uh, for two people uh, to create that, that yeah, big of a sound. Yeah, it's just been said a few times. I really love that. I love the fact that people are kind of picking up on the the interplay between him and myself and how uh, how well it worked. It came together really nicely. I got to be honest. Like that's amazing, though. And then in the band, you're playing with a guitarist too, so that's a whole other dynamic as well. Right. Yeah, so you have to kind of like have a balance of not. Do you have a bass player too? Like you, no, you don't so, need yeah, one because so you what you're doing. Yeah, when I started writing, so I, it kind of became like, well, what was the purpose? What do you what do you need another instrumental band for? And, and really, to me, how I define the difference between these is kind of in the in the live performance. It, I can do this material without a guitarist. I can do this material with just a drummer and myself. And this is yeah. really meant to be. Watch me. I'm going to say, look at me more from the melody side a lot of this is yeah. the right hand playing and then the bass is just kind of playing along and as you'll cry i would say the difference because i have a guitarist playing with me is watch what i can do on the bass side of things watch mm. and and so it's a little bit different and then I, I i think differently with that band and that is like my my role is to play the bottom end first of all mm. um but write songs that can feed off of other players this this particular album subsequent ruins was more about you know my my playing everything on there can be performed live like that and that was important wow. it's just like yeah because you could have you uh, and a drummer go out yeah. yeah and it's interesting that or i think important knowing your focus you know because in a band setting it's like Everybody knows what their role is, but you know everybody's going to step over the line at some point. It's like, what are you doing, man? That's mine. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. to have that balance and, and, you know, to have another strings in there too, it's like, and it's funny because even when you're talking about going from piano, like I always consider piano strings, it is a string instrument, but it is percussive. Piano is incredibly percussive, you know? And, you know, we used to play keys and organ. Like, to me, organ has this incredible, especially if you're playing, like, the bass pedals, you can be super percussive with an organ, an old-school organ. And I wish more people would play it that way. Like, the old-school church organs, when you have those bass pedals, there's this whole other thing you can do that I wish people did more than, you know, I know everybody likes the Hammond b sound but you know what i mean there's this whole other i think jazz does more of the percussive with organs and maybe even cuban music a little bit more society piano a little bit more yeah i don't know it's one of the things i i think too that in writing when you're asking me how do i write the music I, when i write the music on a war guitar it it naturally comes out a little bit like that a little bit more percussive and i think the yeah the yeah it is percussive for what you can do yeah, because I, I think I'm trying to think how to explain it, but I think it's it's the idea that you have two hands that can either work together or 
separate, but when they, if they work together, you could do a lot of syncopation. You can do a lot of different things with your uh, the tapping between the, the different sides that make it very uh, percussive in nature. I think, and and that's where a lot of the time signatures come as well because you can get one time signature going in one hand and be playing over the top of the up that mm. with the other one. And then you start to create all these, you know, what you're hearing is like the complication. Yeah. Stuff like I think that. I understand it more from the, the keyboard side. Like now that I was like thinking about that, like understanding the bass pedals, you know, um, now I understand a little bit more of how you're doing it. And then who created this? I mean, I don't, it, there's not that many war guitarists around this country that I know of. Like yeah, not like, not but it um, would be, it's such a cool instrument. Like to me, like if we had that in our band, we would have been able to take care of a lot of problems. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's interesting. This comes up quite often and I'm always, I, I, I always throw this out there. I, I've done a, a little bit of session work and I'm starting to get more and more, but um, cool. I, I really think that somebody is missing an opportunity and I, and, a good example of somebody who actually saw it, seized it, and has, has done that is Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel oh, uses yeah, yeah. Tony Levin plays a Chapman stick on uh, a lot of the Peter Gabriel songs. But there is such an opportunity for this instrument to be a part of other settings. And I think people, for whatever reason, get scared off by it. Too many strings. Uh, think that you know they're going to try to take over with the, the amount of strings. I don't know what it is. But I've showed up as to be a part of different things. And most times people just want me to play bass. And I think there's a missed opportunity there because I think that it could separate them and distance them from everything else that exists out there by having a, a war guitarist or, a, you know, it's just a, it's a very different sound that I think that could be explored on. I mean, what's to say it couldn't be on a pop song and or funk. Like my thing went into funk and like some like crazy, like I could hear like you could, because it's, yeah, the percussive element is like a whole other sound like that could go in different directions according to the keys, according to the music. I mean, you're doing more of this progressive rock sound, right? And then at the end of the day, it could just turn around. I mean, you could even do reggae. Why not? Right. I mean. Yeah. And because you know you can cover it would be two different. instruments with one, like you could be the yeah. guitarist, you could be the solo guitarist, you could be the bass player. It, yeah, I think there's a lot of missed opportunity, and you could be two people. You can. That's you why know. I said it solves a lot of problems. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. I I yeah I I think it's like I don't know I just love instruments. Who created it? Do you know who created it? Is it American yeah. or? Yeah, Mark War. Um, is the namesake that it was uh, uh, who created him and a guy named Pete Henwinkle. Um, so Pete did a lot of the actual building. Mark, uh, it's his namesake. He was the the person that uh, did a lot of the branding of it. Uh, the two of them built a, um made them for many years. Uh, Mark had some health issues so he stopped for a little while i have a handful of them that were made by pete still because pete was still making wow. them um and now mark has created a brand new design for the next generation of war guitars it's not out yet um to the public but there's a uh, 
if you go to warguitars.com, you'll see some pictures of his new design. So that's in existence. And then uh, I have, like I said, some made by Pete as well. I even have one that um, has Pete's name on it as opposed to the war guitar name. So it's uh, his name is Pete Hamlinkle. So that's the origins of it. It's been around uh, early 90s, I would say. Like um, if you read, do your little history check on it, he created it gave a couple to um, a handful of players to see and test them out and all that kind of stuff. One being, and I would say the name that kind of put war guitars on the map was Trey Gunn, King Crimson. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you listen to the, the Thrak album, he played Stick On, but then when he went on that tour, he started playing a war guitar. So a lot of the live albums from that era, which was um, mid nineties, he started yeah. playing guitar and that's when it really kind of came into existence how exciting i i just think it's so cool to have new instruments you know yeah it's just yeah try something new man it's like that's i don't care what it is like i want to know it's cool because it's always like it comes from ancient here and here which is always interesting too but it's like cool to have just something completely new you know that you know people may not know about and and for bands i mean it is like a, I mean, even on the road, you know about carrying gear. <laughs> you know, it's like this could, you know, just whatever you can do as minimally as possible, right? You don't want every piece of gear on the road. You know, you just don't. So if you can have two in one, hey, why not? That's cool. It's been a pleasure having you on the show, Jason. Please keep Thanks. us posted on your new albums from the band sure. and from you. Please come back anytime. We love what you're doing. Awesome. Absolutely. I know so audience is going to love it. Everyone uh, go get it now. Subsequent ruins uh, go to jasonblakemusic.com. That's the website. And we want to thank you and uh, everyone keep listening to new music. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. I really appreciate it.